This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. It's another edition of Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malusis with you. We are another week close to the Kentucky Derby, Moose. And Moose, we're like two, three weeks away from the Kentucky Derby. It's unbelievable. It goes quick. It really does. I mean, we had three preps uh, last weekend. We'll get into those quickly. You've got the Lexington this weekend out at Keeneland. Uh, you know, the the spring Keeneland meet is is always really interesting. But yeah, I mean, we're... We're not that all that far off from uh, Derby Week, Oaks Day, the Friday before Ladies Day, and then uh, Derby Day on the first Saturday of May. Not all that far off. Looking forward to it. I'm working on some ways to do other stuff on the podcast, maybe some kind of streaming uh, reaction on uh, Twitter. So we'll, with a lot of great racing coming up, we'll bring you picks, action, reaction uh, as it comes along. Looking back at last week, Moose, three weeks in a row now that on the podcast we've given out a double digit winner you so let's yes well look i'll say we because your name's on the podcast you're you're cashing out you're winning money you're doing all those things so congratulations to you that's a hell of a pick here my song goes off at 11 to 1 in the commonwealth dude at one point it was 24 to 1 and i look at it a second time much like the week before with clapton i'm like how this horse is cold on the board what a horrible pick, but I got to stick with him. And I'll tell you, this horse, I wouldn't say it was much the best. Very good down the stretch. Big move in the back. Uh, that dirt form return that we saw for here myself. Yeah, it was a great pick. It really was. And and sometimes, and that's why you love thoroughbred racing, because you can get great value on a horse. And that's why you should stay to not let the board necessarily lead you when you're making your selections. Uh, you can use it. Um, especially when you look at early money or when a race first opens up. But if you like a horse, you like a horse. And even if it's cold on the board, doesn't necessarily mean that horse can't run. And as you mentioned here, my song at one point in time, 24 to one goes off 11 to one. I mean, you had great value on that horse and you were able to cash for a big time hit. And that horse, he got bet down late with like a minute to post. So somebody made a big bet late on here. My it song, Brian Monzo. it was not me. Was Brian not Monzo. Me. I was, I was in, I, I made my bet much earlier and definitely not enough to reduce the odds by, you know, 13, you know, $26. So uh, that was good. And look, we looked at the prep races. You were right about National Treasure. I was wrong. He stayed. He had a great trip, had nothing. Uh, we slipped Mahoney. I, I thought was loaded on the backstretch, had nothing. Uh, Tappet Trice did win uh, the Bluegrass and looked really good in doing so, but I thought verifying your pick ran maybe the best race uh, out of the three. That horse I like, Blazing Sevens, a distant third best. Uh, the two best were Tappet Trice and Verifying, and Verifying to me really showed a lot. And uh, I think he put himself right up there with the Derby contest. Yeah, I think the only race you look at, if you're going to look at the future Derby, would be the you want to go back and watch the the – you want to watch the bluegrass. Um, I don't think anything special coming out of the Santa Anita Derby, and I don't think anything special is coming out of the Wood Memorial. I agree with you about Slip Mahoney, but if you look at it, 
got bothered going on to the first turn, never really looked completely comfortable in the race. Um, didn't necessarily think he was loaded. I thought he would have a little bit more punch in the stretch than he did. So he was a, a you know, a, a disappointing uh, distant, what did he finish, fourth or fifth, whatever it was, uh, in the Wood Memorial. Uh, yeah, I thought verifying was great in the bluegrass. You know, sat close to the pace, made the move, was handwritten to the lead. Uh, you give, uh, who was it, Irad Ortiz that was on tap at Trice, I believe, uh, give him credit for moving him sooner uh, and getting him involved in the race, top of the stretch. And then basically it was, a, you know, a dogfight, a duel down the stretch at Keeneland between verifying and tap at Trice. And tap at Trice was able to, some tap was able to outwear him um, and wear him down, down this lane. But verifying, I thought, is, is going to gain unbelievable amount of experience get stronger and better for the first Saturday of May coming out of the bluegrass. Tappet Trice to me showed a new dimension. He was much closer than he was in the Tampa Bay Derby, and he showed a lot of fight down the stretch. Uh, I'll get into it later why he's not going to be a derby pick for me, but he will remain a very, very – He's got to be in your top five. We're going to do top five. We're gonna... He's going to be in the top five. He be in the he top will... five. He will remain my Belmont Stakes pick, but – uh, he will not be my. I will not bet him to win the Kentucky Derby, but uh, I liked what I saw. Enough certainly, the wood. the wood was an embarrassment. <laughs> well, look, what, what did we say last week about the wood? One, it's a slow race, and, and two, sometimes you get a bomb on top, and you got another one. <laughs> it's just, and nothing came out of that race. No, nothing. Uh, nothing exciting. that I want. Nothing that I want coming out of the Wood Memorial. No. I mean, congratulations if you had the winner, another another long shot winner, another double digit winner. Congratulations. I I still couldn't pick him. I really couldn't. If I if you handed me the past performances and asked me to handicap that race 13, 14 times, I still never would have come up with the winner. Even if I knew the results of the race, I just didn't like the horse. So this week we're gonna focus in on Keeneland because to me, Keeneland Spring is one of the best meets in the country no it's right up there. It's, it's just a, a little bit below the Saratoga summer is Keeneland spring. And we're going to focus in on the late pick five, uh, starting with race seven, a couple of allowance races, but the really competitive races. And I think some of these allowance races, whether it be on the dirt or the turf at Keeneland could be stakes races elsewhere. And that's what makes them really fun and competitive uh, and profitable. So we are going to look at races seven through 11 at Keeneland featuring some stakes races and the last Kentucky Derby prep in the Lexington. So there are Kentucky Derby points on the line. One of my favorite horses going in that race. And we'll talk about that race. But we are going to start with race seven at Keeneland, which is like I said, big purse, $110,000 running a mile and a 16th on the dirt at Keeneland uh, moose and a big field. I mean, not, not enormous, but eight horses, eight decent horses. I think this race can really go anywhere. Uh, who sticks out to you in this uh, allowance? Yeah, Barbara Road, the uh, the you know breaking from the rail five to two on the morning line. Ray Lou Gutierrez aboard for Ortiz clearly deserves a little bit of love as does graphic detail the two. Um, I fell on a horse. I like um, I like the two Walsh trainees, but I like the one that's ridden by Jose Ortiz. I landed on the six Crump eight to one on the morning line as my top choice. Yeah, I mean. What I looked at, what what I like about Barber Road, I mean, look, Barber Road ran deceptively well in the Kentucky Derby last year, uh, but really hasn't returned the form. Ran okay last out in Oakland. Uh, I liked this horse last year. I bet him in the Rebel, ran third. I bet him in the Southwest, ran second. Good horse. I, I can't use him here at a short price when he hasn't been victorious. Uh, you know, going back to, I mean, you almost lose you, you almost lose it on the sheet when he's last won. So at five to two, I look elsewhere. The horse I really like in this race is the eight. 
master game ah. who if you look at it, it's it's one of those it's the angle that i continuously have preached on this po- on this podcast is horses getting better uh and you're getting a little bit of a well, i mean seven to two is not a great price but you're getting uh he's not going to be the favorite unless there's some scratches here a horse that gets luis saez i think that He's versatile. He's been on the lead. He's come off the pace. Uh, he, he has a big closing kick. He gets an A rider in Luis Saez. Uh, I just think there's a little bit of speed in this race, not a ton, but Saez knows this track. He clearly uh, has an advantage just because of his talent. The horse has won on this track. He's coming from sprinting. His two routes have been very good. Uh, he's a smart horse. I mean, speed favoring track. They put him on the lead on a, on a track where he can close. He comes off the pace. So, Master game seven to two on the morning line will be my top pick. The other two horses I like, uh, the seven Tepu for Brennan Walsh. You talked about Walsh. This is the other one. Uh, horse I had to tap it, hasn't run in a while, but clearly has a lot of talent. Again, I think will be coming off the pace, but has the speed figures to certainly uh, match up. And the other horse I like, Principe Dioro. the four horse for Todd Pletcher, uh, one of the speed horses, but look. Todd is just firing out great horse. He's in, he's in a rhythm right now, Pletcher, and he's got derby contenders. He has maybe the top two choices in the derby right now. So you're going to give me a speed horse with Todd Pletcher going with Irad Ortiz at 6-1. to one. I think that's some great value. So master game, my top pick, Tepu, Prinso, Dioro, will be my three in the seventh. Yeah, game. I'd go 6-7-1. I'd, I'd throw Barbara Road as my third choice. I like the two Walsh trainees. Um, and the reason why I kind of like um, Crump – and I think you're going to look at the past performances and get to say fifth race off the layoff, you know, has ran on Tapita, has also run on the dirt coming from the fairgrounds, Turfway Park, a little bit, of, a little cheap. Um, Godolphin trainee out of into mischief. He spent a quarter of a million dollars, Walsh the trainer and gets Jose Ortiz to hop on a board on a Saturday in Keeneland. That to me is pretty good. Like that, I don't know for a horse that's going to be eight to one and you might probably going to get all of eight to one. That's why I landed on Crump, uh, but I'm going to go Crump six, seven, one would be my picks in uh, race seven Saturday at Keeneland. Race eight at Keeneland, the Giants caused by Musa. One thing about these five and a half furlong turf races at Keeneland, man, do they always draw large fields? We're looking at 15 if you include the, if you include the also eligible. So 12 right now slated to go to the starting gate uh, and a good field, a, a you know, train the Artemis, good horse. Happy Soul, good horse. Avre, good horse. Amy C, good horse. And there's a lot, a lot of big time riders. Twilight Gleaming, uh, a stakes winner and a winner or um, overseas. The horse I landed on, Moose, is the outside horse, the 12 star divine. I thought you would. Uh, yeah, you, first off, you know me. I like closers. Yes. This horse isn't a, a deep closer, but a horse that comes off the pace. Uh, obviously, I love Jose Ortiz and Sprints. And I like the outside draw. I always like the ability to kind of manipulate where you're going to go. You're probably you give yourself the best chance of not running into traffic if you break on the outside. And this horse finished two back. Now I know this horse is coming off a little bit of a layoff, but two back finished behind Caravel, who we were dead wrong about last oh. week. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, I, I thought this horse is going to need a race. I mean, this horse, as you mentioned, I got to give you a lot of credit. Talked about the best thing about Caravel is the way she break, uh, way uh, the horse breaks, and the horse broke beautifully. Went to the lead, uh, took some pressure, and never looked back. Uh, that horse has just gotten – I thought the horse was regressing, and the horse has just been is super impressive again to start uh, this season. But star divine to me, uh, a little bit of a layoff here, but I, I think we'll come out running 6-1, uh, a lot of value. 
runs well at this track, runs well at this distance, gets Jose Ortiz, uh, gets some speed to close into uh, start of mine, my top pick of this race, six to one, two. Yeah, I landed on one of the wards, um, and I landed on the three happy soul. Uh, John Velasquez aboard for Wesley Ward. Uh, first race off the layoff. Haven't haven't seen this Philly since October. Uh, ran at Keeneland, six furlongs. I think the cutback in the distance, if you go back to the two races, June of 21, May of 21, running at five and a half furlongs, was able to, uh, and this is, this is a horse that's going to go. Uh, with Velasquez, uh, four to one Ward's been firing early, um, at Keeneland. Um, and in the spring I landed with, the uh, the daughter of run happy, the four-year-old happy soul on top of the three. Yeah. I mean, out of the speed horses and Wesley's got both of them. I mean, two of the better ones, and that includes twilight gleaming, who's actually my second pick in this race. Uh, I, I could see why he went there. My concern was the lack of turf for this runner. Um, and, and the layoff. So that's my only issues. Otherwise I would have used happy soul. I ended up going with, like I said, star divine six to one twilight gleaming, who to me at nine to two is a really good price. And the other horse I like in this race, uh, is Amy C, uh, another closer horse that has run, uh, you know, really well on the turf. The cutback is a little bit of a concern, but the fire speed figures are there. And I like them better Rispoli on the turf. So, I'm going to look for a lot of price in this race. Six to one on my top pick, Star Divine. My second choice is nine to two, Twilight Gleaming. My third choice, Amy C, six to one. So uh, maybe not quite bombs away, but some prices there for you. Yeah, I would use, I, I think you could spread underneath. I'd use the four, uh, Ovray, uh, Chris Block, uh, Loveberry, uh, the, who's nine to two on the morning line. Amy C, I'd spread out. I do like the other uh, Wesley Ward trainee. Uh, in this race, Twilight Gleaming, I'd use the 10. I'd use Monzo's top pick, Star Divine, as well. But I do really like uh, the Velasquez Ward horse, Happy Soul, the three on top. Avray, if we're pronouncing it correctly, and I think I am. Avray. Uh, now, I have the I put the past performances down, but looking at the horse, I, if I remember correctly, that horse has won like nine of the last 10 Correct. races. Correct. That's right? right. Yeah, that's an impressive. That's an impressive thing to do. And uh, it hasn't been at this level, but but certainly a horse that yeah I think no it's been running Hawthorne Fairgrounds, Colonial Downs, Kentucky Downs, correct. But you know is uh, knows how to win. Uh, daughter of Shackelford has never run at Keeneland, but a four for four at the distance. I think yeah you'd be silly to keep four uh, the four over Avre off your tickets at any stretch. So we're gonna mix it up a little bit this week uh, with the format of the podcast you guys have been used to. We are going to go to the Kentucky Derby prep. Right now, and that's the ninth race at Keeneland. The Lexington, a grade three. Uh, Classic Empire won this race, I believe, uh, a couple of years ago. So uh, there are really good horses that come out of this race and go to the uh, Kentucky Derby and races beyond. And, and Moose, looking at this race, uh, some good speed in this race uh, and some cheap speed, too, if you ask me. The horse I really like, and I think you know I'm going to go here. And I think I actually I think I know who you're going to go with. And I will give you my guess on after I give you my take on this race. You know I'm taking the sixth disarm in this race. Disarm is a horse I really have pegged. I don't know if I'm going to use disarm as my Kentucky Derby pick. We still have a couple weeks to make that decision. Uh, but if disarm, I think, just has to finish in the top three to get enough points to enter the Kentucky Derby, this is obviously their last chance. Uh, Asmussen knows where to place his horses. He goes to an A rider with Jose Ortiz. Uh, this horse stretched out to a mile and a mile and a 16th ran really well. We hit that exact a couple weeks ago in the Louisiana Derby with Kings Barnes and this arm. This arm now is going to be seven to two. Uh, I just, I think this horse 
has all the tools at a gun runner, uh, can run up close, can come off the pace, comfortable in big races, uh, has hasn't run at Keeneland, but has been training really well. Uh, this is the pick to me. This is I would single this horse. I would use this, pull this my best bet of the day. I will load up Whoa. on Saturday on Whoa. this arm. Yes, that's my pick. And if I had to guess, and I wanted to say I wanted to guess, knowing you, you're all over the eight. Yes, yes, yes. I don't even have to look at anything else except for Bill Mott and Lou, uh, Frankie Dettori. I'm like, that's most suspect. Well, you know it. I mean, you know it. First off, I I love Frankie Dettori, and this is one of the great one of the great riders uh, that horse racing's ever seen. And this is his last year uh, that he's gonna before he retires. And I love Bill Mott. And I listen, Empire Maker, um, really, really well bred. When you look at it. Coming off of out of an Indian Charlie Mare, coming off a, a really nice race at Goldstream Park in March, late developing a three year old. Um, nothing not to like. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think four to one. Um, I would like to get maybe five or six to one on Empire Strikes Fast, but that's where I landed. You're, you're dead on correct, Monzo. And that's just a pure play. I'm not as high on disarmed. I think he went to the race, as Monzo mentioned. I'm not saying that he can't. Um, when you look at the six, seven to two on the morning line, clearly it's Asmussen, it's Jose Ortiz. How could you not? Third state, third start off the layoff coming from the fairgrounds. The fairgrounds has proven to be pretty lively. When you're looking at uh, some of the race, uh, some of the horses coming out of um, that circuit, so Disarm can easily win the race, and I also think Arabian Lion, uh, the Baffert trainee, can win the race as, as well, breaking from the outside post eleven. I'm going to use the opportunity in this race to find a price underneath. Uh, and I thought there was some good value. Now, it's not a big bomb, but the three, Demolution Duke, three, uh, six to one on the morning line, out of good magic, Brad Cox, two really good races at the fairgrounds, a closing kick, fire speed figures are right there, Flavian Pratt, you know how much I love that horse. To me, an opportunity to get a little bit of a price underneath. And the other price that I liked, Empire Strikes in this race. Empire um, Strikes Fast, your horse. I'm sorry. I had that. I had to, you know, flipping pages. It's a pain in the neck. Uh, I, I look. I don't. I think you're right. I know we're looking at a horse coming off the maiden debut. Pretty impressive. Only against six horses. A really good debut. Going 92 on the buyer speed figures at an Empire Maker. The connections are only a plus. You know, with Mitman Dettori. You know, Dettori wants to get in there. Uh, that those are my three. Empire Strikes Fast is my third choice. So, Disarm, Demolition Duke, Empire Strikes Fast for me in the Lexington. Yeah, I, I would use um, under the eight horse that I like. Uh, I would spread demolition, uh, demolition Duke. I'd use underneath. I think you got to throw in the other Cox as well. First mission, Luis Saez aboard, uh, coming out of the fairgrounds as well. Last one, pretty impressive. I know it was a maiden special weight, a little cheaper for fifty k. I would use disarm the six, uh, and I think you have to just for sheer respect. Baffert, Irad Ortiz breaks in February. Uh, son of Justify, Arabian Lion, seven to two on the morning line. I think the thing to keep note of this race when you when we get to Saturday afternoon is this: is uh, what does the odds board look like when this first when this race gets opened up after the eighth is run? How much heat is on Arabian Lion? Because I, I'll find that interesting because it might bump up some of the other odds. I'm not on him, regardless, even if he's six to five, seven to five, eight to five in the race. Um, you know, I. I know he was impressive, and he's been bet each and every one of them. It's been the post time favorite three of his last three of his four races. Uh, but I don't love him on Saturday. But I'll be interesting to see what the odds boards is. How much people go crazy for Baffert and Irad Ortiz? 
Race 10, Saturday, the Jenny Wiley, a grade one event on the turf for the Phillies, four years and upward. And I think, Moose, one of my favorites, center court won this race. Remember a couple yeah, years ago. So, uh, a lot of history in this race. Uh, a lot of good horses here. Pizza Bianca, 20 to 1 in the morning line. In Italian, a, a horse that I profited on last year. Uh, Queen Goddess, a good horse. Uh, Speak of the Devil, Skims, a horse we liked uh, last year. Freedom Speaks, another good horse. White Frost, another good horse for Frankie DeTore. Moose, my pick in this race is the five with the moonlight for Appleby, who I know you love, uh, with Buick riding. Uh, I can't believe this horse isn't the warning line favorite. I think this horse is much better, no, a little better than in Italian. Maybe it's the coming over here from Maidan, uh, you know, a month and a half, two months later. That That's, you know, irked uh, the morning lines maker. But uh, to me, this horse will be sitting off the pace. There's a couple of speed horses, and this horse should be much the best, in my opinion. Uh, getting the A rider, uh, big time trainer, loves to win has run well on the turf. It's just too much to like. And to me, five to two, I felt like a steal on with the moonlight. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I love Appleby and Buick and anytime William Buick, who might arguably be the best rider in the world comes over uh stateside to ride a race for Charlie Appleby. I think you got to take note and it's for Godolphin as well. And uh, a daughter of Frankel. Um, there's nothing not to like. I got a little cute in this race. I did. And I went with the four speak of the devil. Uh, for Chad Brown and Flavion Pratt. Now, you look at the time form ratings when, if you're going to compare the two, um, Speak of the Devil is faster in the European form than with the Moonlight. Has run three times here in the United States, uh, won at Churchill Downs, finished uh, you know fourth in the just a game when, when she was odds-on favorite, is six years old now, I get it. And then came back and returned to Gulfstream Park, which could be a tough turf course because it can be really, really hard. And maybe she didn't like it that day. Ran fifth by, you know, two and a quarter lengths. Get Flavion Pratt aboard, who was a go rider last summer when Pratt moved his tack from the West Coast to the East Coast for Chad Brown. Ten to one on the morning line. I think the five is going to take a lot of beating in order for him, uh, in order for her to lose the race. I do. I'm not going into it without a healthy respect for with the moonlight. I think you're getting really good value. A really good drive, a unbelievable trainer, really good rider in Flavion Pratt, and a very, very talented mayor. I'm going to go with the four, Speak of the Devil, a 10 to 1 on the morning line. Yeah, I mean, you could make the argument for Speak of the Devil that they used the Honey Fox as a prep for this race. Uh, didn't have the horse fully cranked, maybe, but uh, if you look, I mean, the horse was very wide, bumped. So, certainly plenty of excuses for Speak of the Devil to me. Typically, I write down three horses. I only wrote down one horse. I wrote with the moonlight in this race. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, an Italian, the 75? Yeah, it doesn't go state. away. I mean, it just doesn't. I rat Ortiz aboard. Has had success with Joel Rosario. You know, and it, the the time to bet the, you know, in Italian was last summer at Saratoga in the Diana when she went off at 8-1. to one. She's 7-5 to five on the morning line. It's going to take a lot of beating. Who's going to go? I mean, who's going to go with in Italian on the front end? It could be I Queen mean, Goddess. is it going to be Queen Goddess? Could be. That's what I have up there. I think Skims has gone to the lead in the past. Freedom Speaks, not as fast, but Buck could go up there. And and White Frost, just going back two races, has been just off the pace. So should be some pressure uh, for an Italian. But to me, let's just say an Italian gets on a clean lead here. I always think you it's wise to, if a horse is coming off a six-month layoff, that's a speed horse. You got to give that horse a race, especially if the horse is going to be short on the board. So 
to me, that would be a reason that even if there's no other speed in this race, I would give an Italian uh, a race or two before I go back to her. Fair. I think you got to use her underneath. Uh, you know, the horses I'm going to use underneath is, and I'm probably going to do a, an exact combination where I'll play the four and the five on top, and then I'll use the four and the five and exact the key, the four and five underneath. I'll throw the two uh, in underneath, and I think you also have to go to the outside um, and look at White Frost for Frankie Dettori and Billy Mott. We talked about that jockey trainer combination previous race in Lexington, uh, where I like uh, Empire Strikes Fast at, at four to one on the morning line, one at 23 to one. Same jockey and trainer combination coming off a really good run in the Honey Fox where she was two to one that day, lost by a neck, now gets Frankie DeTore, third race off the layoff, the extended break of two years. Uh, I think you got to use the nine as well. And to close out the pick five at Keeneland on Saturday, race 11, which is a nice claiming event, six and a half furlongs. And, uh, you know, th- what I found interesting about this race is when you have a pick five. What, there was or, a horse named Radio Days? No, no, no. Well, yes, and I, I do like that horse, especially coming out of Gunrunner. But <laughs> um, when you have pick fives or pick sixes, I always think sometimes they make the last race a race that you could box you know take the field right and i don't i look at this and i really think there's just two horses that could win this race and that's the two top gun girl for mm-hmm. wesley ward who can go gate to wire or the outside horse to robbie who if you look back the only i mean this horse has lost to echo zulu three times and we know what kind of horse she was so and you know coming off the layoff but this horse has consistently run well to robbie at two to one so if you're playing a multi-race wager i don't think you have to go too heavy in race 11 yeah, I'm with you. I land on the 12 Tarabi uh, for, uh, you know, the back class. You mentioned Equ- Echo Zulu's run in two grade ones, a grade three, ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. I know that was November of 21 out at Del Mar, finished third. That race 9-1, you know, has been well back. That's Luis Baez aboard, who's one of the great finishing, one of the strongest jockeys in all of North America, and has been a, a big, a good, big race jockey. That's where I landed. I landed with the, on the, with the 12 on top. But I agree with the sentiment, Mons, when you say that, you know, usually you get to these pick fives and it's kind of wide open where and maybe maybe that's the case on Saturday. Maybe it's, a, you know, some bomb that we don't see comes in. Uh, maybe Tarabi doesn't get the trip that I envision uh, her getting. Uh, but I think um, first race is a first race is a four year old. I think uh, she's going to be pretty good on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, even radio days, as you mentioned before, for Shug and Irad. I mean, outside hey, this horse, one or two first two and, and since then has you know, hasn't run up the track, but can't find the finish line, uh, you know, before the other horses. So that was kind of why I thought this was a little bit of a race where you can, you know, ease up if you want to go. If you're going to play multi-races, you're going to go all at some point. You can maybe ease up a little bit in this race. My top pick is Tarabi. I'm going to use Top Gun Girl and Radio Days underneath. But two to one, I know it's not exciting, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to give you a winner. Sure. I, I think if you're going to look at a price, I make an argument for overcharged. Uh, the uh, daughter of Star Guitar, um, Jose Ortiz hops on a board. Um, for Jose Cameo, who's dr- who's the trainer, it's in really good form. I mean, has won three of the last four, ran allowance race, maybe as my dad would say when we go to the track, maybe a little cheap. Speed figures do fit, uh, you know, aside from the last where it's 81, 89, 81, 91, 89, 91. Um, I would throw the seven overcharge just for the fact that Jose Ortiz sees an opportunity to hop on um, at the end of this pick five on a horse, on a jo- on a trainer. He probably doesn't ride all that much for in Jose Camello. Five great races at Keeneland Saturday, and we gave you picks for all of them. 
Uh, I'm really looking forward to Lexington and seeing the song run. Coming up, betting the ponies, best names of the weekend. I only bet the name. That's next. Betting the ponies, Bet Rivers Network. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Back here, Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Monzo Malusis with you. And we gave you our picks for uh, a really good five races at Keeneland on Saturday. You love Disarmed. I do. I loved the horse at Saratoga last year. I was looking forward to the return. He ran really well behind. We had that exactly, like I said, uh, at the fairgrounds. And I'm looking forward to his return here. And if he wins or runs really well, you could have a horse going to the Kentucky Derby at a good price. A couple of races this week, Moose, and I've kind of stuck with a little bit of a wrestling angle when it comes to oh. the names, and I, uh, that that does kind of stay consistent here. Uh, I only bet the names, not handicapping the races, just looking at the track, looking at the field, finding a, a name that you like, not even looking at the odds. Charlestown, Moose, actually a stake race, the original goal of Charlestown, 15-1, to 1, YOLO Charlotte. Charlotte Flair. Oh, Charlotte Flair. I saw after she was great at WrestleMania. She was. She was. uh, She lost, but she was a a great performer uh, in WWE. YOLO Charlotte is 15 to 1 uh, at running at Charlestown in the original goal, the stakes race. uh, 15 to 1 for YOLO Charlotte on Saturday, Moose. All right. Aqueduct race one Saturday, 120. Outer turf, six furlongs. I'm going with the inside horse. Mark Cassie, Dylan Davis. Con man, that's jeez. <laughs> I just thought it was a cool. I thought it was. I mean, listen, we're not con men, but the point no. being is, I, I just like the name of the room. Laurel Park, the tenth at Laurel Park on Saturday. Prince of Jericho, three to one on the morning line. So two for two with finding a wrestling angle going into. I only bet the names after the great Chris Jericho. Uh, 10th race, Laurel Park on Saturday, Moose. All right, race five, uh, Saturday, staying at Aqueduct, 328 post, mile and a 16th on the outer turf. And this is to my six-year-old son, Gregory. Chess, spectacular. Ryerson can't sell aboard, 12 to 1 on the morning line. Now you might say, well, why are you giving a shout-out to your son, Gregory? Well, he's only six. I walked into the house the other day. He hopped on the family computer. Uh, and I asked him, what was he doing? He goes, I'm playing chess. I have no idea how to play chess. He's six. He is playing chess. And he's actually a good chess player, amazingly enough. That must be a thing going around because my kids are obsessed with chess now. They play. They watch videos of people playing online. They have three chess boards. They try to play me, and I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, They beat me in like six moves. I don't even yeah, know what the queen, I, is, the queen is. I have no idea. That yeah, I have be- no idea. That must be a fad right now, or maybe something they're seeing on YouTube is the they're bringing chess back as something for young kids, which is good. It's a, it's a you know it's better than some of the other crap they watch. So, oh no doubt, yeah, I'd rather have them play playing chess than watching you know two jabronis playing video games. <laughs> right, those jabronis playing video games are making a ton of money. So. <laughs> yeah, those jabronis are millionaires. They bought their own house in Aruba. Right, they don't they don't have to bet this arm to make some money. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Uh, this one, a little bit of a cop-out for me because we both like this horse, and I do like the name of the horse. Race 8 at Laurel on Saturday, 6th uh, one, Bank It, a horse that we've bet many times, but going with the wrestling angle of Sasha Banks, Bank It, 6th one, a horse that we like. We've bet Bank It so many times. 6th uh, one in the morning line, Race 8 at Laurel on Saturday. All right, last one for me, race seven. I stayed at Aqueduct, stayed local, Naira Circuit, 434, post-time, turf, mile and a 16th. Uh, the one horse, the splendid one. The splendid one. 
ten to one on the morning line. So for me, it's Charlestown in the original gold. Yolo Charlotte fifteen to one. Laurel Park race ten on Saturday. Prince of Jericho three to one on the morning line. Race eight. Laurel on Saturday. Banquet six to one. Oh, I love Banquet. Uh, race seven. Aqueduct for me. The splendid one. The one ten to one on the morning line. Uh, and then we went with uh, Chess Spectacular. Uh, which is uh, number 11 in race five at Aqueduct on Saturday afternoon. And we go to the first race, 120 post time, the one, two to one on the morning line, Dylan Davis, Mark Cassie, con man, con man, Bonzo, the one on on Saturday at Aqueduct in race one. So if you're going to bet horses by names, those are the names we like this Saturday. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Moose. Welcome back to Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Something we haven't done yet. We are only a couple weeks away from the Kentucky Derby, so we felt it was time to give you our top five Derby contenders going into this week. And as we get closer to the Kentucky Derby, we will continue to do this. We will break down the Derby extensively as it as we gets here and that entire card, which is phenomenal, uh, that first Saturday in May, Moose. And Moose will start uh, at number five for me, and then we can go back and forth. A uh, horse that I like, and we haven't talked before, so we have no idea who's on each other's list. I have an idea who we both have at number one, but for number five for me, a horse that was the runner-up in the Florida Derby, uh, Mage, who I really liked that performance. Uh, I, I, It was uh, eye-opening, in my opinion, because the horse did not break well. I uh, was able to make a big move on the backstretch and even pass Forte and made Forte play come get me. Uh, I was very impressed by that, and listen, I'm not telling you that horse is going to win the Kentucky Derby, but that horse to me looks like a player in the Kentucky Derby in the exotics and certainly a player for other races as the year goes on. But Mage is my number five ranked horse in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I'd Mage a, a little uh, a spot ahead of you. Uh, five for me was Kings Barnes. Pletcher uh, coming out of uh, the Louisiana Derby. Uh, one of the big winners that I've actually picked on this podcast, so I got to give Kings, Kings Barnes a little bit of credit. Uh, you know, son of son of Uncle Mo. Uh, you know, I, I think the question with Kings Barnes is how does the race set up for him for Saturday in May? Really, really talented, really, really well bred. I think they paid eight hundred thousand for him. Uh, there's going to be a theme in my top five. It's going to be a lot of Pletcher trainees. Top five for me, Kings Barnes uh, at number five. Yeah, number four for me is Tapit Trice. Uh, probably you have him ranked higher. I'm assuming you do. I do. My concern with the Kentucky Derby is. There's 20 horses in that field, and it seems like he's the kind of horse that gets going late. He reminds me of a school bus in the original Grand Theft Auto, if you ever played that game, where they were really fast, but it took him a while to get going. And you can run into a lot of traffic in Kentucky Derby. Uh, we've seen it before. The best horses don't always win. Uh, to me, he's a great horse. That's why I like him in the Belmont Stakes. If he runs there and he gets there and he's healthy, because there's not going to be as many horses, he's going to be able to run his race. We saw that with Mo Donegal last year, same situation. To me, I, I think he's a really good horse. Why I'm not going to love him in the Kentucky Derby is the amount of horses he's going to have to get by, the amount of horses he may have to go 18 lengths wide. Uh, it's a tricky race for me, but Tapitrice, just based on talent, is my number four horse. Yeah, my number four is Mage. Uh, for everything that Monza was talking about, I, I think he's going to grow gain i think he's going to be one of those horses as long as he continues to work out stay healthy that people are going to be talking about going into the may 6th kentucky derby um i think if he had a little bit more seasoning 
I think he would have won the Florida Derby. I think he's going to get stronger off that. So number four on my list is Mage. Number three is your pick in the bluegrass, verifying. I was really impressed by that last week. Uh, ultra game performance, ran really well in the Rebel as well. Out of Justify, who won the Triple Crown a couple years ago. Uh, I just think that horse has the the fortitude it takes to win a stretch down the that you know win a stretch drive and we saw him battle maybe the second most talented horse the second most talented three-year-old right now last week in tap it's right so verifying as you said earlier in the podcast will grow off that race will get better uh i think we're looking at a really good horse verifying my number three uh ranked horse in my kentucky derby top five yeah, three for me is Tapatrice. Monzo talked about in the bluegrass. I, I'd get a little concerned about, I, I think when you get to the Kentucky Derby, I, if it's a really quick pace up front, and we'll see exactly who the field of 20 is when we inch closer and closer and get through the the final derby preps this weekend. Uh, if the, the lack of turn of foot early uh, leaves him with too much to do. Uh, trip is obviously always a key when you talk about the first Saturday in May. There's no doubt in this 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 young Colt's ability to battle down the stretch. You saw that in, against Verifying. Very, very talented, uh, well-bred. Uh, Monzo loves him for the Belmont Stakes. He's three on my list for the Kentucky Derby. This is a little bit of a homer pick. My second t- choice right here, uh, if he gets there, is going to be Disarm. Oh. I love out of Gunrunner. Uh, to me, I, I just... I've seen him run well against good fields, against bigger fields. Uh, I love the trainer. Uh, I just think we're looking at a horse with a lot of potential. Now, look, you may not know this about me. I'm really good at finding a three-year-old who's going to be good at a four and five years old. So maybe Disarm's best races will come much later in his career. I love the Whitmore. We both, Moose and I both love Gunrunner, who became one of the best. So maybe I'm just seeing a horse that's going to be really good, and maybe it's not the wisest pick for the Kentucky Derby. But Disarm, to me, is my number two horse going into the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, two is verifying. I love the, love the bluegrass, even though he didn't win the race. Um, you know, love the the way that Gaff Leone rode him. Brad Cox trainee, uh, son of Justify. There's nothing, no doubting the talent, I think, is Monzo re-mentioned that I think he's going to get better off of the the race in the bluegrass. Um, and I think he's battle-tested, didn't really back down to Tapatrice. I think just got a little bit worn down late. So number two on my list is verifying. And shouldn't be surprising. Number one for me is Forte, who's just done nothing wrong in a very long time. No. Yeah, he's he's uh, And to me, his even though I bet against him in the Florida Derby, and I'm not sure if he was fully cranked, he found a way to get past Mage, who uh, made an early move. And at one point, it looked like Forte wasn't going to get there. And he just grinded and grinded and grinded. Now, could he get burned in a Kentucky Derby by an overconfident trip? We've seen that happen before. And we'll see. But Forte, to me, is your most talented three-year-old at this moment going into the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, don't disagree. It can, I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd love to joke around and throw some other horse. There's People are going to be critical about Forte and say that he hasn't taken a a huge bump forward as far as uh, speed figures are concerned. Is he really running particularly fast? He's battle-tested. He's answered all the calls. Uh, Ran brilliantly last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, I don't think it was his A game in the Florida Derby. Was still able to outlast Mage late and, um, and, and win that game in style and win that race in style. I should say Forte deserves to be at the top of everyone's list. He's earned it. So Forte, Disarm, Verifying, Tapatrice, Mage, my top five in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, mine's Kings Barnes, Mage, uh, Tapatrice, Verifying, and everyone's got Forte at the top, and rightfully so. 
All right, Moose. So listen, I hope you find yeah. a double-digit winner this week. I'm pulling for you. Dude, I speak of the devil. That's it. No? Yeah, that's that's going to have to be it. Six-year-old mayor. Very talented. That's, we got to see what the odds of your uh, betting the name sources are. <laughs> if you hear – yeah, that's true. You're right. Maybe I'm doing better than that. If you hear a loud scream um, at some point in time coming from a, a New Jersey household – after disarm whims the Le- Lexington, that's going to be Brian Monzo. It will be. So listen, we appreciate everybody listening, subscribing. Make sure if you're listening, uh, you're also subscribing to the podcast as well. It really helps. Uh, Moose? Subscribe, like, love, bet oh, our picks, bet Monzo's picks. Fade yeah. mine. Mine have been a disaster early on. Bet Monzo's picks. He's been hot as a firecracker, firing out winners left and right. And those profits you take right over to the Bet Rivers app and, and play some great casino games and sports bets. So, Moose, we will uh, chat next week, another week close to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you next time. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.